welcome to WeTel Talks. WeTel is a community for developers and WeTel Talks is a live audio stream. This is a recorded episode from the live stream. We invite inspiring techies from all over the world to meet, host talks and discuss the latest in tech. My name is Charlotte Holman and I'm the founder of WeTel. In this episode, we meet Anna Leijon, freelance engineer with one of the biggest freelancer blogs in Sweden. We talk about how you can become your own boss, how to get new customers, and the pros and cons when being self-employed. So today with us, we have uh, Anna Mikkelsdotter Leijon. Uh, and uh, you are a freelance engineer and uh, for us that don't know much about you can you tell us a bit about your background and uh, about yourself oh um, thank you so much for having me it's uh, really nice to be able to come here and uh, speak and to see so many people in the audience is uh, amazing Uh, so I really hope that I will uh, contribute with, to the information to you guys. Um, anyway, so my name is uh, Anna Leijon. I'm a freelancer and uh, an engineer. Uh, so I'm self-employed. I have a couple of different companies. Uh, but my main income comes from freelancing within tech, uh, where I'm usually in the role of a product manager and jump around at different companies helping them with their product development basically uh, and my background is that I'm an engineer from KTH uh, or the Royal Institute of Technology here in Stockholm um, and I've been self-employed now for uh, three four years I think um, so it's been quite a journey <laughs> yeah that's so cool and uh, did you start as um... So are you, have you worked as a developer or is it mainly like project management you work with? Uh, I wouldn't say project management, but uh, I don't like, I'm a hobby developer. So, and I'm really interested in that, but I don't get paid uh, to code, <laughs> uh, sadly, but uh, I'm not that good. That would take uh, too much time, but I'm very interested in that. And I build like websites on my free time and so forth. But what I do is product management. So I, w- I refrain from saying the word project management because that's like a whole other field in my opinion oh sorry a product manager can you please tell us like what you do during the days and such Uh, for sure so uh, basically i lead the developer teams uh, and create the vision and the roadmap for a product area Um, if you compare it i like the comparison of saying that the product manager usually is a small CEO, like you can consider the product and the team as autonomous uh, and they are like self-governed uh, usually uh, in, the, in, the develop- in the company, in the tech company. Uh, so you can, you can compare that as being both the spokesperson and the visioneer, uh, also a little bit of a coach. Uh, so there's like multiple sides to this role uh, for sure. But uh, Uh, yeah, so it, in short, in one sentence, it's just like leading developer teams. Yeah, and uh, so did you first work as a hired um, product manager or did you jump straight into the freelance business? Uh, exactly. So uh, as I said, I started uh, um, studying at the KTH and then directly from school, I went uh, to become a consultant uh, within IT at a tech consultancy firm and I was hired there 
Then I got fed up with uh, the employment setup and uh, started my own company. And I got help from uh, something which is called a broker. Uh, and they help you to get assignments. Um, so basically, I just got in contact with a broker through a mutual friend. Uh, and uh, they got me an assignment like two weeks. I think it took like two weeks uh, for me to get an assignment through that company instead of being hired. So then and there I became self-employed and that was three to four years ago. Yeah, cool. And this is, of course, very brave of you. Not many people are you know, brave to take the step. Did you feel that it was a bit scary when you started as like <laughs> on your own? Uh, no, I wasn't. But uh, the reason for that is that I like uh, taking risks and I think I don't like uh, second guess that much. I'm just looking ahead all the time. Uh, but I can totally see that other people are afraid of taking this step, taking this leap uh, into self-employment. But what I want to say to, to those who are afraid is that like, this isn't for uh, everyone. But like, when, like, when you, when you like, pass this barrier, you're, you're never going to look back. Like, all of the people that I have in my community, and those are like, I don't know, 500 freelancers within tech now, uh, they say that like this was the best decision of their life. They're never gonna regret it, uh, and like this is just like the best thing that's happened to them in their in their career for multiple reasons. Mm. Uh, but it's just good for you to know that that people and myself included uh, like considered it one of their best choices in life. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. I also did that leap a couple of years ago, and it's like when you started you can't uh, you can't ever go back <laughs> yeah exactly. so like, so what, what why why did you feel like that and for someone that maybe works from nine to five uh, what what are the pros and cons are there any cons or uh, if you tell us yeah about the pros and the cons uh, i will start with the cons and i think there are two cons uh, one is the uh, security which i don't uh, care about at all but i can see that other people do but uh, the other one is a little bit of administration and, and like bookkeeping and, and that kind of thing. But once you get into it, I think it's a bit of a, a threshold. But once you get past that, like I spend maybe half an hour a month on this. Uh, so this should not ever be a reason uh, for you to be afraid. Like this, like you're going to get over it. So don't think about the bookkeeping or the administration as, a, as a, some, like an obstacle or something, because it's not. You're going to get over that really quickly. Uh, the security is probably a more big, like, like a bigger uh, psychological obstacle that you need to get past. Uh, but in terms of the pros, which are uh, much more interesting, I think, uh, like, I, like, this, like some people are of different opinions when it co comes to the pros of being self-employed and freelancing. Uh, money is obviously one thing, you earn much more, but that's not super important to me at least. Uh, the most important thing is the freedom, I think. Uh, when I'm in between assignments, but also when I'm on an assignment, uh, it's just much more of a matter that is in your own control. Uh, so you can... Uh, take leave of work. Uh, it's a matter of saying when you do rather than asking for permission. And when you're in between assignments, you can be as free as you want. And when you 
when I say free, you're like completely free. You're off work. You don't have any obligations. Like that's very important because when you are hired, even if you are on vacation, you still, you know that you're hired and you're like a little bit clouding your mind, I think at least. Um, so that's like one of the major points. Uh, so like example, last year I was off work six months i didn't have an assignment because i had earned so much that i could give myself the salary for six months so i took six months uh, vacation and i worked on my own stuff but it's also an important message for me is that like even if i have like super many projects on the side and la 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 uh, you don't have to like that's completely voluntary obviously uh, so if you want to you can be completely off and have 100 percent uh, vacation for six months if you want uh, so that's just really important that you can steer your own time to a much larger degree when you're self-employed uh, and freelancing compared to when, you're, when you are employed. So that's like super uh, important. Um, and uh, so like the freedom thing and the vacation uh, and like the mental state, uh, I would say, because like, like I just think that um, like my mind, like I have a much more healthy uh, um, how do you say, like, healthy view of work uh, when... Uh, what, uh, do you hear me still? Or... Yes. Okay, great. I was just um, confused if I had left the call. No, <laughs> but I think I have much more healthy view about what work actually is because when you are self-employed and you, like, charge by the hour and you know your value in the market, like, you like it's like you can become so much more like aware of what work actually is and you get a healthy view about and value of of your time um because like work is basically a transaction of you know services for money uh it's that simple uh and it's important to to view it in that in that sense because like um, when you're hired, sometimes you become a little bit stuck, uh, what I call in the squirrel wheel or like in the hamster wheel or whatever you want to say in English. Uh, and you just like work, 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 and then, and then you die kind of. <laughs> so this sounds horrible. But yeah. my point <laughs> is that like when you're self-employed, you, you like think, you, you like uh, you wait and you think about these things and you're also off work for such a long time that you get a healthy view of, of what you want to do in life. What are your options? You can do stuff in your own company and and it's like there's so many more options and you you are not your mind is not hijacked by the company so to say so i think that that is like the most of the mo uh, most important arguments that your mind is much freer uh, and the second most important goes into the first argument but the second argument is that like this is most important for me i don't know what like other people may have other values but for me it's super important to have a steady income into my company so that I can finance my own projects and what I want to do in life and steer my own direction, so to say. So, for example, I have two other companies that uh, I have uh, financed via my freelancing. Uh, and one is like my own little tea brand and my other is, is a, a queuing system, a mobile queuing system that we are selling B2B, for example. And then... I do a lot of, uh, you know, I also write articles, writing my own book. I do web podcasting and like lots of webinars. And uh, I just think that all of this is so much fun. Uh, and I'm able to finance that. And also I am able to charge for that uh, through my own company 
if I didn't have my own company, it would be much tougher to send invoices to people, basically. <laughs> uh, so it's just a very smooth setup. Uh, and you get the, uh, you know, the knowledge of having an own company for free. Because when you want to start your own companies and your own projects, uh, you need to have a company first. And uh, when you're a freelancer, you already have all of that setup. Uh, so it's just like it's just like such an, a smooth segue into entrepreneurship, uh, which is super important to me and which is what I want to do in life. Uh, so anybody who is interested in entrepreneurship and having their own company and work in tech today, uh, like you can definitely go straight the straight line. I just like quit your job and start uh, doing entrepreneurship 100% of your time, or you could smoothly transition <laughs> to uh, becoming a freelancer uh, and self-employed because that's just a, a very smooth step towards the right direction and you don't have to compensate on because usually when you work in IT you have a, a decent salary uh, so you, you will can you listen you can continue with that uh, quality of life uh, even in, uh, in when entre being an entrepreneur later so uh, that's a very uh, important argument for me, uh, why I became uh, a self-employed and a freelancer. Yeah, oh my God, you said so many interesting things. I just have like hundreds of questions. <laughs> um, so like, yeah, first of all, like I want to go like way back with exactly, because we have done kind of like a similar journey. So I was also hired and then I became a freelancer. I experienced like exactly what you said. Uh, uh, with the whole thing that uh, you're not in the hamster wheel anymore and you become like would you say that you become uh, more you understand how businesses work because it is that you start your own business basically and as you said that uh, a job is a transaction of uh, services yeah and uh, maybe when you're hired it's uh, you you you're so comfortable maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that I you forget that there's a business behind exactly, what you're exactly. actually doing. So I think it's super important to understand that the company see you uh, as a resource and they will, they will fire you if you don't contribute enough. Uh, so I think that you need to have, you need to view your company in the same way that they uh, are viewing you because otherwise it's unfair trade. And I think what is happening in, the employment market today is actually unfair trades all the time because they don't only kidnap your time, they kidnap your heart and your mind as well. And they, like, there's, it's so sad how, how the working place is built up because, for instance, like, when, you, when you put in a, on a, note, a notice for leave, when you uh, want to quit your work, basically, uh, you get like guilt trips. And it's, like, it's, like, so, it's just a sad moment and they they are like uh, giving you all these emotions that you, you shouldn't have to feel, but you feel them anyway and you feel bad, uh, which is a horrible setup. You should rather celebrate the time that you have had than mm. to be sad about the time that you will not have in the future. And that's just an example of how horrible the employment setup is today for individuals because uh, companies are introducing these thresholds and these barriers to leave so that uh, everyone sticks around for as long as possible and they, they like, I don't know, give you a golden watch after 25 years of service or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> it's just so like ridiculous uh, how they guilt trip you into staying. And that is unfair trade because you, you show your hand 
uh, to the company, but they don't show theirs, uh, and you get fooled <laughs> into this system <laughs> and into the. Oh no! I feel so bad. I have a whole team. I feel so bad now. <laughs> <laughs> but I no, understand like completely that's... what you mean. I I completely understand. So no, but I think yeah. it's just uh, it's a matter of understanding that they are doing this and having a a clear mind uh, and an open mind. So that is what you learn when you have your own company and you are the only resource in the company. You are the only employee when you are self-employed, basically. Uh, and you do, you have all the hats in your own company. And then you realize that, ah, okay, uh, I am the resource and I am the one who is, you know, uh, getting money in and I'm also <laughs> getting the money out. And, you know, I do everything. And then you realize that, like, Um, it's a transaction of money and the, the value that you can bring uh, is extremely important to realize the worth of. Uh, so I just, I just want this transaction to happen in an open and free market and I don't think it's open and free for uh, individuals. They are uh, guilt tripped and uh, lured into different deals and it's not an open and fair market. But for freelancers, it is. So that's like super important from an ideological standpoint, I think, uh, to just realize that there is an open world out there. Uh, and if you're really good at what you're doing, don't get paid too little. <laughs> mm, you will yeah. get paid your like um, fair amount if you are uh, freelancing and self-employed. That's one so, so I have, okay, again, I have hundreds of questions <laughs> because I've been in like all these situations, you know, I've been hired, I have hired, I've been mm. a freelancer. Um, and so uh, the first thing I want to talk about, it's uh, uh, the freelancers, of course, they don't have as much security, so they get uh, quite a fair bit paid, uh, which makes it for, for me, for example, so I'm running a startup. And uh, we have had freelancers, but I mean, it, it, to be quite fair, it becomes like very, very expensive for mm. us to have freelancers. So, uh, you know, uh, what's your take on that? Uh, I don't know how it is uh, outside Stockholm, but Swedish freelancers tend to get quite a bit of uh, money, which was why mm. I was a freelancer. Uh, but then you're competing to other countries like Poland, for example, or India, Pakistan. Uh, how do you see, see that? So say that you're a freelancer in Stockholm, you get paid, you know, 1200, 1500, which is uh, 150 euros per hour, mm. where then you can go to like India, for example. I, I don't have the numbers, but maybe pay 30 euros per hour. And how does that become... Uh, how do you feel um, about that competition? I think it's amazing. Uh, and I think that it's, it's exactly how it should be. Like, uh, pull those prices down. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the survival of the fittest. I mean, like, if I'm not good at my job, I, I should not be paid that much. Uh, so that's uh, 100% yeah. fair. Uh, and I think it's uh, wonderful that we are going to be able to work more remote and uh, to be able to... Like then the startups can have freelancers uh, if they if they can pay that little. Uh, so that I just I think that's really amazing, and just like let the best person win, like <laughs> for sure. <laughs> mm. uh, so that's yeah, but uh, 
but also so when you live in Sweden, for example, then maybe uh, the tax is higher, the rents are higher, whereas maybe in India, I, I don't, again, I don't know the exact numbers, but maybe you have cheaper rent, for example. Mm. Uh, so what are the options for us Swedes? Should we move to India and have a <laughs> nice life that, on the no. beach? I don't see that as a problem at all. I think like if uh, some if if someone from India is gonna steal my job, I just gonna be have to prove my worth a lot more and put in a lot more in the in the selling or the marketing, for example. Uh, or I just gonna have to charge less. Or or I will choose another profession. Uh, I think I'm pretty versatile, so I don't I don't see that as a problem at all. I don't think we need any legislations. I think it should be uh, a completely open market. Uh, and if uh, if you know by working remote if you know people from india or from anywhere uh, are going to take our jobs then so be it then we need to work even harder <laughs> and i think that's fair mm, yeah you seem to have a very like healthy view on on business and and sales and stuff and so do you think that for developers for example which is uh, the main people that uh, is in our community or is we are a community for developers i mean sometimes maybe you feel like you're not very like salesy type of person uh what would you say to that person to improve their sort of like business skills if they may be scared of like selling themselves for example or selling their services uh no but what i was saying is that the good news is that you don't need to do any of the sales or marketing or bookkeeping or any of these things. You can just outsource them 100%. That's why we have brokers, for instance. They do the whole sales process for you. So don't be afraid. Like many people are afraid of sales and are afraid of, you know, bragging about themselves or, or just talking about themselves or their own skills in a, you know, in a good, uh, <laughs> positive way. People are afraid of this, but when you're freelancing, you can just hire a broker and you, like, you need to also remind yourself that they are working for you. You hire them, you pay them. Uh, so you can really uh, like, uh, ask them to do stuff for you. And like, now, now you need to find me a better uh, assignment. You need to find, you need, I need to have this uh, amount of money back in order to, to take that assignment, like really push hard and remember to do that because the brokers can be quite hard themselves <laughs> because they know mm. this about developers. So uh, they are a little bit, that's also like, they're a little bit, um, how do you say, used maybe um, as, a, as a working uh, source, which is very, very sad to see. Mm. And um, so, <clears throat> I was going to talk more about uh, maybe being like introvert and stuff. So like, uh, do you feel that if you are very introverted, for example, uh, and you have to jump around on different gigs, because maybe a lot of gigs are like three months, six months, and you, you maybe feel that, oh, do I have to change the teams? Do you feel, do, did you sometimes feel that you get a job that is maybe not so fun you know it's mm. not like uh, as fun as maybe if you would have chosen uh, a team that you sometimes feel like you you have to take what you get sometimes oh, uh, i get it um the thing is like i now i'm talking from about myself here but i'm like a very social person so like the social outcome i get from work is just a bonus i don't count on that at all uh, and i don't think anybody should because like again, like your work is just a transaction of money and services. It's not supposed to 
take up all of your social life. Uh, my advice is to not uh, not lean on your company to provide you with a social um, how do you say yeah a social company or like a social uh, position or or whatever like. You need to, I think that you should actually take on that responsibility yourself and not lean on your company or on your assignment or on anybody else to do that for you. So the social exchange that you need, like some people need a lot, uh, probably me, some people need less, uh, but uh, like your real companies or your, like your real friends are going to want to be friends with you no matter what, if you met through work or if you met through any other activity at all. Uh, so it's just really important to, to, to I think, to, to value the, the friends that, uh, that you get via work, uh, like in their own sense, so to say. Don't lean on them to, like, if you, like don't stay at a work just because you have friends there. Like, if you are truly friends, then you're going to, like, stay friends even if you leave for another assignment or for another workplace. So that's, like, uh, super important, I think. But uh, like, um, no, like, so I think the most healthy way of looking at it is to not uh, lean on work for uh, social activities and stuff, uh, <laughs> how sad that may sound. Uh, but it's like, if you're going to be, you're going to be disappointed and you're not, it's going to cloud your mind because you want to choose the workplace that is best for you uh, money-wise, if you're interested in that, or competence-wise, if you're interested in that. Or just uh, career-wise, if you're interested in, in changing a position or, you know, taking on more responsibility or whatever. And that is getting clouded by, by social stigma, uh, I think. Uh, so just, like, really important to take that out of the equation. <laughs> but this is just my views. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I, I think that you should, even if, if you're extroverted or introverted, it's important to make these distinctions. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you, I mean, you are very, like... Uh outgoing part i mean i don't uh, this is the first time we we met online <laughs> so but you, you seem like a very like mature uh, business oriented person um but i think about you know myself in my you know younger days i you know and i still want because my opinion is that i, I completely agree with you 100 percent but i still think that uh, because we we work eight hours per day so to me like what i do these eight hours I want to make sure to really like spend it with, you know, nice people and stuff like that. But of course, that is that comes second. Uh, it's always the business that comes first because otherwise you don't have anything to do. You know, if the business is uh, bankrupt, then you don't have a job at all. So uh, of course, business always comes first. But I always think that oh, I'm going to be here eight hours per day. I might as well have you know a good time when I when I am here. But uh, I agree with you also that like um, it's nice that you don't put the responsibility on someone else. Maybe you can take that responsibility yourself. Or how do you mm. feel about that? Do you feel that maybe you you can be the one that arrange afterworks if you are interested in that? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Or you can turn down the, your social interaction with work if you feel that this particular workplace is not the people I want to hang out with and you know tune up <laughs> your other friends so to say uh, mm. like I've been at I, I usually jump around or jump around uh, I have short assignments because I like to come in to companies uh, deliver lots of features new products uh, MVPs and then move to the next assignment uh, so I like change change a lot 
Uh, and so, so therefore, I never like uh, like uh, consider them the provider of my social, you know, company. Uh, so it's just like uh, like do it um, in the extent that you are interested in it, uh, but don't do it for anybody else. Like I think that's super important. Mm. Okay, awesome. And then if we go into like the actual like fact, how do I become a freelancer? So say that I work nine to five. And I'm ready to take the step. <laughs> uh, what are the steps that I should take? And uh, also, like, what can, like, do you have some do's and don'ts? Like, don't expect this and be prepared for that. So yes. if you start with the steps that you actually take. So now we're in Sweden. Uh, I know mm. we have, uh, you know, audience from all over the world. So uh, we can, like, quickly talk about Sweden. But maybe uh, if we can try yeah. to talk internationally i don't know if yeah. you have any experience of that uh of course uh i think it's simpler in sweden than it is in other some other places but uh, i've written a guide like pr- uh, providing 17 steps uh, in order to become a freelancer and self-employed person uh so i would uh, definitely recommend going to that guide it's in my blog annaleon.se uh, but like 17 steps is maybe too much to summarize now. Uh, but I, like the first step, it's just like uh, super important to to come out to like uh, come past this uh, this um, maybe I think like the biggest blocker is uh, the psych- psychological blocker uh, to feel uh, the security from from your company in being hired. Like that's that's something you need to like not you need to like um, get used to not having that like there's lots of paperwork going on and like lots of these boring things and you can just follow my guide and just like fill that in it's not a problem but i think the biggest problem is uh, is the psychological obstacle that you need to overcome uh, so that's that's like the first thing and you need to like research a lot uh, i would research uh, what's the difference between being a freelancer and employed? I've written lots of articles myself on this, but there's also lots of information on the web. So, and don't don't rely on me as your single source of truth here, because uh, I could be wrong. Uh, so, you know, find different sources, research this subject, uh, read up on other people's experience. Uh, there's so many people out there who just freely give away their uh, experience and everything and knowledge in this area, which is so great. So. Just uh, reach out to people. Um, if you have someone in your network, then talk to them. Uh, and like, just like you, you're gonna get used to the thought and get comfortable with the idea if you just read up on it and uh, and think about it. Uh, how you how you see yourself in this role. So that's definitely the first step. Mm. And should you save up some money before? I mean, we are in a very like. Uh good uh, business we're in tech uh we don't especially if you're a developer you don't have uh, much problems finding a jobs and we we're not going to cover like every other job but uh, mm. i mean um, how do you see that should you save up some money first yes. or how <laughs> of course that's a great thing to have a buffer like both a normal buffer in your normal life but also like a work uh, buffer or uh, what my friend called it, the uh, fuck off capital. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that idea. Uh, but uh, my tip here, uh, like if you want to start freelancing, uh, the best time to do that is in August or September and in like January, February, because then all of them people are keen on uh, taking in new consultants. So 
first of all, the timing is pretty important. Uh, second of all, uh, give it a couple of months. Uh, and in order to give it a couple of months, I think you need to save up uh, money in your account. Uh, three months uh, worth of the salary is minimum. Uh, six months would probably be better. Uh, but also, while you are a freelancer, you also need to have a buffer because you can stand without an assignment all of a sudden. Uh, and then I also recommend three to, to six months uh, uh, pay uh, after taxes, obviously, uh, to save up that uh, in your account. So that's, that's definitely something that is going to ease in your, your mind <laughs> uh, when, it, when it comes to this. Uh, yeah, uh, no, but the buffer is, uh, is uh, something that uh, everybody should have, uh, even if they're not thinking about being a freelancer. <laughs> yeah, totally agree. Um, okay, awesome. And, uh, and then you said that you can use uh, an agent to get uh, a freelance job. Is that the best way you think? Uh, it's the easiest way for sure, but uh, do uh, think about that they charge usually 10% for their services. So every like uh, hour you charge something, they get 10% from, from what you charge basically. So that's a lot of money. Uh, so you really need to, to consider that. Uh, and um, uh, wait, what was the question again? What, how would you choose um... a broker or... Yeah, or if I want to do it myself, for example, uh, how yeah. do I go about? I think that's super cool and something I encourage a lot. Like when I see posts on LinkedIn from people who say that, oh, I'm available for assignments, I just like cheer and like and support. Uh, so that is something you can do for sure. You can like write a, a post on LinkedIn and tell them about your your competence and, and your experience. experience. But uh, the, I think the most important thing to say is what you want to do. The, the more specific you are, the better, I think. Uh, like in this way, you don't just end up in some place. You actually get to do what you want and try that out. Uh, so be super specific uh, or as specific as you uh, feel comfortable with. And then upload something on LinkedIn. You can try other networks as well. You can write articles. You can be in podcasts. Like you don't need to do everything I do. I think like I'm pretty exaggerated in this area. But you can be as outspoken as I am if you want, or you can just write a post on LinkedIn if you want. Like it's, there's, a, <laughs> there's a whole spectrum here. Uh, but also you can just talk to friends and previous colleagues and like ask around a little bit like, um, do you have any consultancy needs in, within this area that, uh, that I have experience in? And, you know, try, try that way as well. I know a lot of people who got... Uh, assignments that way uh, and who also got it from from LinkedIn uh, so there's lots of different ways here but the, the safest and securest way is to go through a broker um, I would say yeah awesome um, yeah so um, I think that was most of my questions thank you so much for sharing this uh, great talk with us and I think we're going to open up for uh, the audience to ask some questions. Oh, great. It's just been so uh, nice uh, talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else you want to add before we go over to the questions? Um, Did we cover everything? <laughs> no, there's too much to talk about in this area. And I'm very, uh, as you may have heard, I'm both like uh, practically, but also more from an ideological standpoint, very involved in these matters. And I write a lot of articles and I'm pretty extreme. Uh, so I just want to say that, like, uh, don't, 
look at me as a normal freelancer because I think that I'm pretty exaggerated. So a normal freelancer does their assignment and go home and don't do anything else. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so like you don't need to do all of these things because uh, then, then you're gonna, probably going to get scared. Uh, so it's very important to also have a healthy view of what a freelancer is. And uh, I am not that person. <laughs> yeah. Probably yeah, I mean... I mean, I when I was a freelancer, I I loved it, and as you said, it's very hard to go back. But of course, there were for me. It was times where I was like, I felt a bit lonely sometimes. Mm. You know, it was like once it was like, uh, I mean, six weeks where I didn't have any work, no signs of work. It was in the middle of the autumn. No one needed any freelancers, and I got mm. you know started get a bit stressed out. You know, am I gonna get my money? You know, mm. so. Um, so I think like uh, even though I would never go back like when you when you have taken the step it's just there's no reason to go back. Mm. Uh, I happily be lonely for 6 weeks <laughs> than unhappy at a job for 10 years that I don't want to uh, work at. <laughs> exactly. Um but you know it is uh, it's ups and downs but uh, I would say also mostly ups. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but also, also, yeah, one so one question. Do you think you should wait, uh, like, how many years experience do you need before you can become a freelancer? Because, like, uh, does companies, they kind of expect you com- to come in and, like, they can be quite hard sometimes. Like, you have to deliver from day one. Mm. Uh, and you don't get much, like, learning time and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, my belief, again, I'm pretty extreme. I think that people can become freelancers straight from university or not even straight from university, straight from homeschooling, <laughs> straight from learning by themselves. Like lots, lots of developers that I know have learned uh, everything they know uh, by just researching the web. But like it's, it's not for everyone, but uh, I, w- I would encourage everyone to try. Uh, but as we talked about a little bit earlier, like you're going to learn to grow a thicker skin uh, nobody is protecting yourself uh, except from you, uh, and I think that's very healthy. Uh, and and you learn a lot from from the business and the dynamics and, and how everything works, and that's just extremely healthy. Uh, and you, it's maybe harder if you're younger, but I would still encourage everyone to try. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And um, like I said, if you're more interested in this, uh, reach out to Charlotte or, or me. Uh, I think both of us are, are very keen on this uh, subject and uh, very passionate in it. So, so check out uh, like your website, uh, Charlotte, and my website, uh, analion.se. Uh, there's lots of information there. <laughs> yeah, and if they want to contact you, what is the best way to contact you? Uh, I just give out my email. I'm weird like that. But uh, you can email me at uh, Anna... Um, oh, what's it called now again? <laughs> at, I was like, Snabel A, what the hell? Snabel uh, A. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, Anna at uh, AnnaLeon.com uh, I'm not super fast at answering, uh, but I, I answer everything. Um, I promise you. Uh, and I love getting emails. Uh, so feel free to contact me. Um, All right. Well, great. If there's no questions from the audience, then thank you so much for coming. I really love this talk. It was so interesting and inspiring. Yes, it was so nice uh, to join you guys. And uh, best of luck in the future. And uh, thanks, everyone, who listened in. It's been a blast. Yeah. All right. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. WeTal Talks is created by WeTal, a coding community with thousands of developers. In our app, you can find your next career opportunity or join Tech Conversations. See you next time.